This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash comicpop if you want to help us more directly. Hello, comic book readers, and welcome to another live episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So today we're going to be talking about a bunch of things, including the beginning of Dark Web. Tiffany didn't check it out, so it'll be a little bit more one-sided in this particular I episode. I feel like I remember you saying it was coming out, and then... I don't know what happened in my brain. Marvel didn't really go- do a good job of letting people know. I'll be I honest. Like, true. I was at the comic book store. I didn't see a damn thing. Mm. You know, it was it was weird. Right, but I had you, and I still... That's true. Well, we were a little busy this weekend. Of forgot. course, this past uh, week, it was Thanksgiving. Hopefully, if you are in the United States, you enjoyed yourself a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, we ourselves had two Thanksgivings, and I think we had a nice job at both, or a nice time at both of them. We did. Uh, Tiffany cooked a hell of a meal, and uh, it was delicious. I wasn't alone. I had help. That's but true, yes. but it was still great. It was. And, uh, you know, hopefully, yeah, you I, did too. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, that's why I think I... I don't know. It's funny because I know we did the show last week, and I was like, did we? I know, I know. It felt it like felt we like didn't. It felt like forever. It's true. It felt so, like we took a week off, and we didn't. Oh, we did not. No, no. But uh, listen, we want to let you know that if you want to sponsor today's show, you can do so by using Super Chats, ask a question or comment here on the show. We'll read it here on the show, and it'll be part of the show forever. If you like the show and you want to hear it in audio version, you can check out our slew, bevy, if you will, of audio podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., cetera, uh, in the form of Off the Rack, Elseworlds Exchange, and now uh, Wake Up with Comic Pop, or Wake Up, uh, yeah, Wake Up the Comic Pop. I think that's what it's called. In any case, those are out. <laughs> it's too early to know. When yeah, you, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make an episode today. Uh, I'm just all over the place and very busy, but uh, right. I will hopefully get it done. If not today, it'll be out on Thursday. Right, so. but we'll, we'll try for today. Yeah, yeah. We're going to try. That's true. Uh, if you are catching this show, congratulations. You're one of the few people who have notifications turned on. So if yeah. you'd like to catch the show when it is live, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Click the bell for notifications. Let you... Uh, let the website know that you want to be notified when we do go live. Uh, YouTube doesn't want to let you know when we're going live, even if you do all of those things, because, of course, now YouTube has changed their whole priority system. You may mm-hmm. have noticed, by the way, that uh, a number I- of our shows have been labeled, relabeled as podcasts. Yeah. Uh, that is by design. Uh, YouTube is moving in another direction towards podcasts, which is our bread and butter. That's what we do, what we make. It's yeah, a majority of our content. Like, Shut up, YouTube. Absolutely. There's no way YouTube isn't going to like put their heel on our neck but i thought i'd do everything possible to at least Let's get us as it. close to you know indexing as possible i did get the notification this time yeah me too so hooray yeah hopefully, no hopefully that that works out mm-hmm. so welcome one welcome and all indeed so uh yeah let's uh let's let's read a couple of super chats and then we will jump into some books let us do that ray far for example we'll have to catch this on the rewatch because i'll be at the gym Ooh. Mm, good for you take care of your body you jerk thanks for all the comic pop does and loved sal and ben's last elseworlds exchange you guys are wrong lex luther yell wrong about hellboy 2 though peace and love i think ben liked hellboy 2 uh i did not uh i appreciated a a number of things about it all the casting was great except for seth MacFarlane, who was uh an anchor around the neck of that movie um but also all the all the nonsense and then him leaving the bureau i was like none of this 
is something I want to see. Right. Um, and then we talked about Hellboy 2019, 20, whatever, 19, 20, yeah, whenever that came out, whenever the hell that came out and, uh, and how that never really had a shot. But um, there was actually a lot of that I liked. Yeah. There's a, well, David Harbour is great. David Harbour is great. The mythology that hunt they did was fun. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot I didn't like. I, I, I know that it's a point of contention for some folk. I really like Mila in that. She's great. I think she's great. She doesn't jump around like she's like That's paid okay. to do. I like I I you know what it is? I, I know I just I like her. So yeah, you just it's like it's kinda her. hard for me to be No, but it was good there. for her to do something. <laughs> uh Brian no, Rollins. Uh uh hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you did too, my friend. Thank yeah. you very much for being here. Uh, and Corey McGivney, thank you very much for your generosity. Oh my says, gosh, thank you so much. Ace Alan Tiff, first time super chatter, long time fan. Comp Up has got me through a lot of hard times, Aww. school, and gave me this love and passion for comics. Love and appreciate all that you do. Uh, well, that's great to hear, man. Thank I'm so you. glad you were able to uh, find it in any way, thanks to us. So we do appreciate it. And yes. hopefully you will enjoy this hobby for a very long time. Questions, are you optimistic for Dawn of DC? Sure, yeah. I mean, I know who's behind it. So I tend to agree with the directions that that creator goes in. Mm -hmm. I think that it is made with an intent of like positivity and forward momentum and, uh, you know, optimism. Yeah. So I'm hopeful for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I, I'll try it. I'm not, you know, like I said, we all know I'm not a big Dark Crisis fan. No, but the Dark Crisis, I think, is like a stepping stone but to the dawn. That, like, it, you know, it's always darkest. That's what I said last time. And That's literally right. everyone else has ever said about anything. Um, So I'll give it a shot, you know. Mm -hmm. It's it's like chance for something new. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Sean Conwell, happy belated Thanksgiving, guys. Wanted Thank to you. ask if there's any other Hickman X-Men stories you'd recommend. Similar to Ten of Swords, I've been eyeing Hellfire Gala. Hellfire Gala is a little different, but it's still really well done. Like, it doesn't have the same um, flow of story, I'd say, that Ten of Swords had. Yeah. Although there are some similarities, though, because it definitely takes all the books and, like, the characters from said books and kind of has one event kind of bring them all together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I I would go with Hellfire Gala, and and then you're good. And then you're good because uh, Inferno was a disappointment. Inferno was great up until a point. Yeah, up until you could see Hickman just like, just kick the door over or kick the kick the desk over. Yeah, yeah, but like seriously, do check out Hellfire Gala because I it is fun. The more I think back on it, not only just because the costumes are fun. Um, but it's a lot of, it is a lot of talking and it's a lot of like, you know, Ooh, yeah. what's going on over there? That's what's going true. on over here? Ooh. Yeah. And the status quo that it sets up the original hellfire gala was yes. really cool. Uh, Dan V 900. I know you will get into it, but human target number nine is an incredible cover. People I know who aren't reading it for some reason, just wanted the cover. Interesting. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, like there are some books that I buy simply on the cover art because I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get the mm -hmm. cover art. Like, yeah, that's fair. Greg Smallwood, where where are you? Yeah, what? Baggins one. Sell me things. Eleven seven says Dark Web is off to a great start, isn't it? And yawn, I, yawn. That's fair. We'll, we'll talk about that later. And John Ty with the Krakoa era of X Men still going on was Cyclops right at the end of AVX, where he stopped believing in Charles Xavier's dream of coexistence. I mean, you know, the problem is you can't just like do x-men anymore you gotta talk about like something subversive you gotta be like xavier is a you know he's a he's a good man and also has lots of demons cyclops is you know a, a loyal lapdog and also a leader and like you know it's just contradictions galore um with respect to avx i don't think anybody making this movie was even thinking about it outside of using hope you know which is basically what they did in avx mm. um avx was just a marketing book that was made by creative people right like i genuinely don't believe that there was 
Wait, did any you like movie? No. Well, maybe I did, but mm-hmm. I meant comic book. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, wait, I was I got confused. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. I I don't know if he was right necessarily. No, we'll see. I mean, like it's going to be whatever they decide to to take this mm-hmm. for the end of it. But yeah, I it, it's impossible to know what would have been. That's true. Nick Del Tufo, Hag Hooks. Hope you're doing well. Have a wonderful day. You too, Nick. Thank, Thank you very much. Yeah. And Mr. Rangry, uh, I think I found you guys around this time six years Aww. ago, and it's been a fun ride. Thanks for all the wonderful content. That's Thanks, so Mr. Nice. Rangry. Thank you. Thanks for your support, man. Uh, okay, so yeah, I uh, I read this. Uh, it was uh, Detective Comics 1066 from uh, Ram V and Hayden Sherman. Uh, this is interesting. So obviously, you know, I've been hyping up this book a lot. You have. Um, I don't know if I even really care about what's happening in this book. Uh, I got to tell you, the cover is great. The art is fantastic. The uh, writing is good. The art reflects the writing pretty much mm. this one in particular had more of like a libra mayo kind of feel it wasn't quite that okay. uh but the you could you could feel that rom v really really wants to like i don't know do something but through creating new characters creating a new problem it, it's basically like a more eastern court of owls kind of idea okay or like a foreign group comes in turns out they owned arkham and the plot and all this like a lot of gotham the mm-hmm. whole time and they are deeply rooted in mysticism and you know their own like religious fanaticism and they were enemies of the Sh- of the league of shadows and like they're co-opting different villains this one we like kind of re-established that like they co-opted two-face and so it's like you're getting these new characters but set against characters you do recognize that happens again in this issue like mr freeze shows up as indicated by the cover there's gonna be cold and Mm -hmm. like mr freeze is like a pawn in these like power players schemes who are still relatively uninteresting you know like they are just like they're people who have like ornate costumes but they don't do anything. You know, they're, they're costumes that are ceremonial or they're like status based. They're not like armed. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not like Azrael costumes where it's like it's a it's a it's a religious like knight's outfit. And he uses it to kill people mm-hmm. with like flaming swords and whatnot. This is more just like, look at these people and how interesting they are because they come from afar and they're here to like control gotham okay jim gordon is back he was away for a while because the the backup spurrier book will explain all that okay okay. but uh but jim and batman are working together again and like that was one of the things i saw i finally saw a page from this entire run out of context posted online uh and i'm like hey it's 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 getting on people's radars and the reason was because gordon fishes batman out of the river from the last issue and he bandages his face but not because it's injured but rather because he doesn't want to know who he is and someone was like that's enough like does he know or not i'm sick of this and i'm like i hear you but but you know that was i mean like if you if you read the snyder run Mm -hmm. he knows he knows yeah and if you read the king run he's not in it but if you (laughs) and like uh you know the, the, the the really the references are in like people like to point out and i i do as well from no man's land okay where bruce needs to reveal himself to gordon and 
or he feels he should do that as a gesture of trust. And yes. Gordon's like, I don't, if I wanted to know, I could have at any point, it's insulting for you to imply that I'm a bad enough cop that I need you to tell me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a way better conversation than seeing Gordon recognize Bruce Wayne for the first time or having Gordon know the whole time. It's just Gordon being like, maybe I know already. Like, maybe it's not about that man. And I'm like, that's, right. that's what I like. In this one, it's just like, I don't want to know. But like Gordon is a private detective. He's not part of the GCPD. It's just, it, there are no stakes. Like yeah. Gordon can yeah. know and it doesn't matter. It, I would rather there be a line where Gordon says something like, I covered your face because I, I can't look at you and do the work and take you seriously. Mm. You know, every time I see your face, I see an idiot. Right, right, right. You know, who like fritters around with Gotham's wealth. And I can't take you seriously. Like that would be something. Right. And, and, and by the way, it's fine. I, again, I'm not complaining necessarily, mm -hmm. but it's, that's the thing that people gravitated towards in this issue. And it's such a non moment. I if mean, it hadn't I, have been, I guess it could have been even more that like he, you, if you don't want to say for sure, if he knows or doesn't, right. you could say that he like, he's bandaging his face because he doesn't want to find out if he's right. Yeah. He doesn't want to confirm it. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be one thing. Like he's just like, I, I know, but yeah. like, I've never actually seen your face. Right. I've never asked. And so, and like, I've never caught you. So, like, I don't want to find out if I'm right or not. Yeah. That would be fine, too. But uh, otherwise, it is well written, and it's an interesting approach to a very new modern comics concept, which is, I'm doing Batman now. <laughs> so here are all of my new characters. Of course. Of course. And that's, that's Ronvi's doing this. He's taking a page right out of the book. Yeah, that's going to be it from now on. That's the move now. If I have any Batman, doesn't even matter if it's the main Batman book, yeah. here is my McFarlane action figure. Mm -hmm. Or five. At least in this, it's more like he's doing it where like each character or every, every time these characters show up, we also have a classic Batman character mm -hmm. who loses or looks like an idiot or is being manipulated. You know, to show how right. much cooler those other characters sure. are. Sure, yeah, because you need that. You need, you absolutely need. It. It's essential. It's part of the. It's part of the entire. It's in the DNA of the industry. But uh, in in all seriousness, it's well written. It's interesting. I, I just the only problem is they like they have the audacity to call this like part one, okay. and I'm like, no, right. this is like the Daredevil book where it's like there's no chapters. It's just all the way. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, I don't feel like I didn't feel any natural chapter break at any point in this run. And I've read it from the beginning. Right. Okay. So that's fine. You know, like I'm not going to complain. Do you still feel as like excited as you were when it started? Not or? especially, okay. but I don't dislike it. It's just like nothing of note has happened. Characters keep saying the same thing they had said before. Reminds me a lot of, of, of Tamaki's run. Where it was like, this okay. is really cool, this is new, this is really fresh. And then like every arc was the exact same thing. Right, right, right. This isn't the exact same thing. It's just more like, where is the chase and how can I cut to it? Gotcha. Uh, young Gogo over 9000 says, hey, Tiffany. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the one rule Magic gave Madeline for ruling Limbo to not invade Earth? Yeah, she didn't really necessarily want that. She also didn't want her to do a whole lot of things, but mm -hmm. it is Madeline. Yep. Why is Dark Web happening? Also, four different artists on one issue felt sloppy. Well, that way they could get the book out. We'll talk about it, that later. You know what it could be, too? It could be that they wanted to do this event, they or like this storyline, and they needed a reason for her to be in Limbo. And so since um, Magic was in New Mutants, they're like, New Mutants, you have to toe the line here. Yeah. You've got to put her back and Put her in that. there so, so that Zeb can, can do his yeah, thing. so we can do this. So it's like, 
it's not quite as cohesive as um like in terms of like storytelling across the the company mm-hmm. as perhaps um axe no because that doesn't help either is that we just had axe and for me that was like tight yeah it was tight it was <laughs> except for the <laughs> spider-man book yeah yeah, well, that's the problem. Uh, Chocobo Kid, happy holidays to everyone at Comic Pop. Loving the morning shows and the game streams and all the other content, too. That's true. If you uh, check out the featured channels on our page here, you can subscribe to Comic Pop Plays or just go to uh, YouTube.com at Comic Pop Plays and uh, you can watch Tiffany play video games or just go to Twitch.tv slash Comic Pop. Uh, John Jays, hey, guys. Thanks for amazing content. Now, I normally love Chip Zdarsky work, but fail safe. Do we really need another Batman's contingency plan runs amok storyline? I agree we didn't, but I also like that at least Chip was like, no, this is literally from Tower of Babel. <laughs> it's yeah. like a sequel to Pat Tower of Babel. This is my like answer to a question that was asked at the end of Tower of Babel that was ultimately unsatisfying, I believe. Uh, plus, it's just cool. You know, you can get away with a lot if you pull it off. What else did you read, Tiffany? What else did I read? Yeah, what did you read? What did with? I read? Um... Let's talk about... I'm going to go with um, just a random indie I picked up. Okay. Uh, it's Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, number one, mm. out, out of two. Okay. I think there's only two issues to this. Uh, Great. Right? Uh, it's it's an image comic, so I haven't picked... Oh, no, sorry, it's Boom. forgot it's Boom. I haven't picked up an image book except for Saga in a while. Yeah. Uh, this is a Boom book. It's Jason Aaron's Boom title. Mm. Uh, written by Jason Aaron with art by uh, Alexandre Tefenki. Mm-hmm. to think i'm not sure how to say that so i apologize mm-hmm. um it's a post-apocalyptic uh love story love story okay sort of thing that takes place over the course of years no oh. so it's like the first the this first issue was and i i don't actually know if it's one of two because like all i know i have it this it could be longer so okay don't, don't already start adding me which you might already be i can't see the comments it's fine <laughs> um it's just that when i went to comiXology it was like one of two so that might be one of two that they have lists for sure. and they don't have the next ones listed. That would be fair, yeah. So it's, it's always hard to tell when yes. it comes to Amazon and Comixology. Mm-hmm. Um, so regardless of that, uh, you might think to yourself, but it's Jason Aaron and, you know... He's great when it comes to indie books and, and, you know... individual characters. characters, in my opinion. I think he tends to be quite strong and this was really well-written. I, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, it's an it's a epic post-apocalyptic title as they're calling it um, about these two individuals who meet um, post an environmental catastrophe mm-hmm. in which um, it's kind of hard to tell what's going on, but needless to say, it's like there are very few people left and the world is destroyed and there's like garbage everywhere. And clearly I guessing ice caps have melted. So the, the sea rose, okay. Um, there's like crazy, like mutant acid people kind of thing okay. that we like barely get like we know they're out there menacing in like the darkness kind of thing but mm-hmm. by the end of it we do see them okay um but like it, it's just I, I was like i picked it up because i was like you know what tiffany you know you know that jason aaron can write and regardless of how people might feel about him post avengers like i'm like can he still do it can he still craft a story and like i know a lot of people are digging his punisher right yeah. now too right and it's like yeah no the dude can still write i won't lie like the like first page like it was just him like i don't know it felt like a breath yes. for him so like here's like part like one of the like little like description boxes where it says above wild infernos raging in the deep where the sea was scabbed with ash and park marked with gyres or geysers of gushing black fire cool and i was like Mm-hmm. okay i'm in I, I i get it aaron i i sometimes this guy just needs a breath apparently or to not write for a team 
And um, I was happy to pick this up and check it out. Uh, if you like post-apocalyptic stuff, you might dig this. The world feels very well lived in. Um, I, I dig the characters. There's uh, Maceo and Mezzi. Okay. Uh, she's the uh, like street smart, <laughs> knows the the wastelands like character. Uh, he's been held up like held, like hold up in a tower where like it's like the world has not quite gotten in there. Like he knows there's bad stuff out there, but his parents don't know how to leave. Mm. Um, and he thinks she's just the greatest thing ever, so he decides to leave. Okay. And we get to see right at the end like what happened like down like a couple years after that. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I can literally not wait for the next book. <laughs> like he does a really good job of doing that cliffhanger thing yeah. where it's just like, hey, yeah, but you got to get the next one. I'm like, no, I do. Right. Um. So like I said, like if you're looking for something like post-apocalyptic uh sort of thing or a romance story in a post-apocalyptic world, or you just want to be reminded of how good Jason Aaron can be, go grab Once Upon a Time at the End of the World. Nice. I did not even uh, hear of this. Right? So I'm very happy to see it's like on the radar. No, I, I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. Light weeks. Let me play around like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, MNNM says, uh, Sup, guys. The Beast is a Horrible Person saga continues in the latest X-Force, although I'm pretty sure Percy has a plan for with him based on how much emphasis he puts on how brutally evil he is. We'll get into that. Don't worry. I read it. Good, I, good. I'm looking forward to that. give me a chance to jump in there. No, they never do. But I'm really excited <laughs> to see what happens in X-Force because I don't read any of these X-Men books anymore. Uh, Corey McGivney, as a big fan and chatter of the Twitch side of Comic Pop, will we see God of War Ragnarok yes. anytime soon? No pressure. Just asking out curiosity. And um, I would like to, but I, all right. So here's the thing, guys. Like we were playing Gotham Knights because it's comic book themed, obviously. And then I was going to jump into Ragnarok, but I also know Midnight Suns is coming out. So I do want to play it. I really do so badly. I have it sitting. I haven't even cracked it open. It's just sitting there waiting for me. Just just desperately trying to get me to play it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we should play Midnight Suns. Sure. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, GRK Pectus says, uh, did you read Guardians of the Galaxy Hellfire Gala issue? Most people miss it because it's a side story. It's great. Nova fights Magneto because villains keep getting a pass. No. You? no which hellfire gala i assume two. Oh, okay so no i really i was not super invested in the second one i'll be honest no with one you. was because why would they be i really had i felt like i was just i was going through the motions of that one i wanted it to be exciting and i wanted it to feel like it did before and it just i didn't it have didn't. that connection it just didn't uh steampunk uh i just finished the ultimate galactus trilogy and brandon peterson's art makes the third act of this super surreal to read also x number 17 was great or cool at the very least it was cool and uh koji yasuda first time commenter but i'm glad or i'm happy i got all the deceased volumes and spinoffs for twelve dollars good back friday haul nice good black friday good black friday haul good yeah very nice good find those are great. Yeah. yeah. I love that series. So, and Riv Wilson, nothing to say, just hitting the heart dollar. Thank you Aww, very much, Riv. Thank you. For your support, man. Uh, yeah. I read Daredevil number five from Chip Zdarsky this time with art by Marco Cicchetto. Uh That's the unsung hero of this series is Cicchetto. Uh Cicchetto, of course, you know, relatively unknown until like the Daredevil book kind of like put him back on the map, despite the fact that Daredevil is not like a map putter series unless it's like, you know, Frank Miller or whatever. But uh, this is continuing the saga. It's like, you don't even pay attention to the numbers in this book anymore because it's just one contiguous story that's just been going and going. Uh, it is so different from where it had been and where it started that mm -hmm. it's like unrecognizable as the Daredevil series now. Um, you know, Matt and Elektra are in the 
wherever the hell forming an army for the fist and they got married which means they got like magic powers which means everyone in the fist got magic powers so foggy nelson has powers and cole has powers and they're like we need an army so they go to the prison that was invented in dark rain or whatever the hell it was called uh what was it called it was that devil's rain yeah, Devil's Reign. Yes. Uh, but the Devil's Reign event had that like Supermax prison that was still that was used in the uh, Civil War movie. Uh, they go down there, they pick up a bunch of prisoners who are supervillains, and they're like, "Look, you can either stay here, or you can work for the ha- or for the Fist. What do you say?" A bunch of them join them. They're met by like John Walker and the jury, which was fun to see. And so Matt fights like fake Captain America, and that's a fun in, uh, you know back and forth. Ultimately, Matt steals his shield, and so Matt Daredevil Santa Claus has a Captain America-esque shield, and uh, it wraps up with uh, him getting on the radar of the Avengers, who are like, hmm, I think we're going to have to deal with Daredevil. And of course, Chip is heavily inspired by Nesenti and Miller, so Mm -hmm. I have no doubt in my mind we're going to get a recreation of the sequence from the uh, Born Again story arc but uh you know it's fun to watch them kind of like build their army and set their camp up and you know build towards their thing it's also like thematically relevant uh to the like theme of religious fanaticism and like fundamentalism like am i on the right side right what's wrong be wary of those who believe they're right they're right with god that kind of thing matt thinks he's right with god but like also is encountering people who think that they are on god's side but are clearly wrong and so it gives them an opportunity clearly they're wrong or clearly he's like, both of them they're are wrong. actually wrong or they're wrong to him uh both okay so you know but it gives him pause and it makes him like question is his his convictions not necessarily his faith or his path like he mm. knows it's the right way to go even though okay. i'm not even i'm not even really clear on what he's supposed to be doing anyway like you know he's he's like we got this army and it just it just feels very like like church basement guerrilla warfare like you know drink the kool-aid kind uh-huh. of situation as opposed to a like change the world kind of thing it's sure. just very interesting i'm okay. like that's cool okay. um and cole getting powers is cool because he's there to keep daredevil like honest and pure or at the very so least like call be, him on the shit might be helpful yeah but but him getting powers also is like he's like Mm-mm. like he's like i'm not a not a super person i'm a regular person and now that i have powers it feels like cheating i'm okay. like good for you uh grk pactus uh guardians of the galaxy was original hellfire gala okay. no i did not yeah, read that still didn't read it. uh potassium to the heart i've uh, been missing the live shows but loving the new content well thank you very much thank potassium. You. Appreciate it. uh rk hey guys hope you had a great holiday we did hopefully you did too uh, if you guys read AC, uh, but one of the Folosian children, Clark's, adopt- oh, Action Comics, uh, seems a bit too much like Chris Kent. Guess I have to watch the back issues episode to be sure. We didn't do it, uh, and I don't think we ever will. But, like, yeah, um, you know, more synergy. Give Clark more kids, but don't have him have kids because that ages him. Because apparently Tomasi wanted to have them have a daughter and, like, Aww. during this, like during the Super Sons period. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the big boss is like, no. That would have been really cute to see John as a big brother and to have Damien also be a big brother. Yep. That yep. would have been adorable. Yep. And they were like, no. You barely got away with having the son. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, but they're putting all of Bendis' toys back in the box, so maybe one day we'll get John back. That's a shame. And then maybe one day a daughter. But like, they, he he brought some kids with him from War World. Okay. Which I'm assuming like Dan noticed and took from for his Fantastic Four run, which okay. is exactly what they did. Uh, but yeah. By the way, I want to point out I did remember Corey from Twitch. Oh I yeah. Just, I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, 
What did you read? Uh, let's talk about Midnight Suns really quickly. A book oh, that no sure. one cares about, but I'm reading it. Yeah, it, you don't even care about it. Uh, you know what? It's fun. It's fun enough. And um, this fun is, enough. It's fun enough. It's like, hey, listen, let's let's like take an opportunity to show a younger version of Agatha Harkness who looks like the oh Catherine Hahn, yeah, yeah, her, her Disney Plus allegory, which is so weird because of like what we were talking about the other day. That seems like they're railing railing against like with Doctor Strange. It was mm-hmm. like when Doctor Strange came out, like don't have him be alive when yeah. the movie comes out. So it's so bizarre, right? Right. So then go and do this. You know, you've got like you were tying in like you know stuff from what's currently happening in strange academy so it's like is this actually happening because like here we go we got characters in strange academy we've got um clea strange is is involved with this she just sent our team away so they could try to avoid this apocalyptic uh, situation this vision that occurred because she's like hey you know what maybe if you aren't here it won't happen Mm -hmm. and i'll deal with um you know laveau and harkness right okay we get a little more backstory about harkness um the uh five are in the dark dimension they're they're kind of trucking their way through we get to see um kushala take over a giant bat and turn it into a ghost rider vehicle oh okay they all ride it that's fun and uh they go to a tower that's filled with some sort of like rpg style vampires that look like orcs and vampires at the same time all right nico minru feels really bad about herself because she, she's like i don't have enough powers i used to have powers when i had the staff but without staff i have I'm nothing oh. i really shouldn't be here i understand mm-hmm um, but that's okay. They are the vampires are holding a wizard. Oh no! So we get like, oh, who is it? I thought they were gonna leave that for the next issue. They're like, no, we're just gonna tell you. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, that's fine. Do you remember the Sorcerer Supreme? Like, what do you issue mean? Issue of sorry, it's the what's the word in front of it? Um, it's what it was when Tony Stark. It was Sorcerer oh. Supreme. Like there's another word that goes with that title, and I can't remember what it is. When 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 like Bendis made Tony Stark yes, Sorcerer Supreme in the like, future something sorcerer supreme or mm. whatever it was it's him oh it's tony stark oh okay strange like old doctor strange it's tony stark as sorcerer supreme yeah which i was like okay interesting he's there well because because they remembered him that's basically it or because they couldn't use strange right now probably couldn't use strange because they're like can't put him in the book so no scientist supreme. supreme thank you i'm like that's what it was there you go thank you i'm like someone's gonna get the name and put it into my brain and there you go um so yeah so he's there mm-hmm. and uh he helps him out and, <laughs> I, I, and then he and then he does what tony stark does because if you're gonna put tony stark in your book he's gonna make armor right because okay that's what he does and hey i know magic just got a new fit but like mm-hmm. get that rag off girl it's time yeah. for all new outfits. Oh, cool. Yay. And I bet those are downloadable. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, what's neat about the Magic one, like Magic's new outfit, is mm-hmm. it reminds me of her old outfit, but also of her, um, was it Dark Child? Yes. Yeah. Like, look a little bit. Totally. So that's kind of there. Okay. Um, but yeah. For some reason, if you're going to do a like little mini story about the Magic characters, they need to all get new outfits. Yeah. When they do that Darkhold book, they all got new, new costumes. Outfits. Yeah. Like they were evil, but new outfits. Yeah. Hey, we're in this other book. New outfits. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, they got new armor so that they can like survive going to where uh, Voltor is. Oh, okay. that's what their plan is. They're going to go. They're going to take the fight to him. Oh, great. I'm like, sure. Whatever. Cool. I'm not invested. So like, I'm not, I'm not at all <laughs> invested in what's happening right now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dope. 
So I just, I just literally, I love because I pointed that out in the first issue. I was like, oh hey, yeah. they're actually using Magic's new outfit, right? Like, issue three, out of here. No, no, get, get it off. <laughs> new shit. Dope. <laughs> and again, I think it looks cool. Right. They, they are objectively neat looking they're at the neat. very least. I like a, a, like a, like black and red outfit. I think is kind of cool. Yes, black and red is always a you cool. know Wolverine, although having red claws. Yeah, he's got red claws here, but we, we've a fire seen claws. this kind of like dark gray look on him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cool. It's happening. This yeah. is a book that's happening, and I'm. Who made it? Oh, that's a great question. I was literally about to be like, eh, I think it's Ethan Sachs. It is Ethan Sachs, and I don't remember who's doing art. It could be Luigi Zagaria. It is Luigi Zagaria. It All is, right. and it's it's not bad looking. No, like it's a it's a fine looking book, and you know it's coming out on time. And right, who who could argue just, with that? It's just it's clearly as a tie into the video game mm-hmm. kind of synergy thing, right? But I don't think it has anything to do with the video game. I'm sure it doesn't. Wolverine's on the team, right? And that could just be editorial being like, put Wolverine on the team. Put, yeah, put, yeah, put Wolverine on that team. Love seeing editorial show up, not to like make the books like better or stronger or like make more sense, but rather just to tell you to put Wolverine in the book. Put Wolverine in there. Uh, Joshy Lee says, love the stuff you guys do. Well, wake up with Comic Pop has been a, something really special. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. I agree. It has been. I appreciate it. Yeah. It should be like ed- any editor's notes. Just, hey, if I could give you one bit of feedback, mm-hmm. just put Wolverine in there. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> That's usually That used to be a very strong note and it came out a lot. Archer FX, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully you did Thank too. You. We did. Thank you very much for asking. Or at the very least, the wishes. And GRK Pectus. Did you read Civil War II Kingpin? Loved seeing how Kingpin was easily dealt with cosmic level heroes like he does street level only with the only good tie into Civil War II. Yeah, we read that. Yeah. You read that. And by the way, I for those in the comments, I do know that Wolverine's on the in the on the team because of the game. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah, that, that's like, the whole that point. seems like that's their tie-in. Right, because seemingly I don't think this story has anything to has do a, unless it's going to be about a character who has an apocalyptic vision in which they, they're the main reason that the world's going to fall. Right, and if that's the case, why not have just done this story then? Yeah, I don't know. Why give it away? I don't know. You want to talk about X Force? Why not? X Force number thirty-four came out, written by Ben Percy with art by Chris Allen, and uh, I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna read this you were book. dropping a couple of them i think uh marauders is one of your literally i like last week i was like i don't know if i'm gonna read this one and then i saw that sever blackmore was gonna be and i was <laughs> like fine remember that araco pirate that wolverine and solemn had to deal with he had no nose because <laughs> yeah. solemn had cut it off mm-hmm. yeah he's in this i was like okay, okay all right all right they're clearly trying to bring in some more of the stuff that happened in the wolverine series into here hmm. um, because by the end of this they like sever is caught he goes to like this special jail that's being built we're going to get into that part in a second when we talk about one specific character um but then solemn shows up to break him out because he's like one day i'm gonna end up here and like clearly i don't want that to happen and like i just went to hell and now i'm back so okay we're not going to deal with that at all i guess good what did that have to do with anything but all right because in, in he went to hell and they i know but like why but- would he break him out just because he's gonna go there because because he's solemn because solemn's always he's playing like uh, like three-dimensional chess sure um so yeah so the, i'm like all right cool so we're kind of trying to you know continue to keep this Krakoan line of books coming sort of together. out so like yeah well, no, together it's like wolverine's on this team so you know what let's pay attention to what's going on in the wolverine book and yeah. like carry some of those characters over into this story yeah. as well. so I, i'm like i appreciate that right um like we we ran hickman out on a rail to to keep this going and do what we want. Yep. We'd better at least keep it cohesive. You got to do something, right? 
we also bring in Maverick, who was also seen in I the saw him on the cover run of Wolverine. Yeah. I think it went back when Kubert was doing art yeah. for him. Yeah, he was. Um, so it's like, yeah, we're we're trying to again that cohesion. They're trying to keep that going. Yeah. Especially because Wolverine is clearly a big part of this team. Although honestly, Wolverine's in this, but not he's not the main focus. Sage is really the main focus. She talks a lot about like her job and like what she used to do at, for a living and like where she is now and kind of like just her life is kind of rough, mm-hmm. right? That's cool that she's not even on the cover. Well, no, because you want to show the action. This does look all of this happens. Like mm-hmm. there's Deadpool, Wolverine, Mag. Ma- they they do <laughs> things. They're not in space necessarily because Maverick is actually the one who takes down Sever. He gets hired by someone. Okay, and they, Maverick is paid. I think I don't know if he's paid it. Maybe maybe they just build it. But he's paid some like a lot of money. Uh, Beast uses a hundred billion dollars for something, and Sage is like, "What's up with that?" Yeah, what is up with that? Well, he's building. He builds a prison. Okay, uh, I think on, on a moon somewhere. Uh huh. And uh, because he's like, listen, we got the pit for like mutants who are bad, right? Mm -hmm. But like, I need we need a place to like put people who are like human, alien, whatever that we need to question. Mm. And so, like, I need to build a place, I need a Guantanamo Bay, yeah. And so, I'm not going to tell any of X Force, I'm not going to tell anyone about this. That's why he's got to use Maverick and his mercenaries in order to bring Sever in Mm -hmm. because he also wants to test all the biotech weapons. So, he's also like, yeah, he's literally just building a place that he can like test out, like weaponry or anything he wants on people so he's gone like he's full dark beast he's full right so like listen if percy isn't doing something with beast or this book gets canceled before it it yeah. is going to be a complete disaster then they're gonna have to release like some kind of alpha issue that, they have to, <laughs> or an omega issue or something like that in order to deal with beast because where they have put him is just irredeemable it is, he is the irredeemable hank mccoy mm-hmm. at this point and i and i don't i i i other than like i said we like he gets he dies and then someone notices like something's wrong with his mm-hmm. cerebro backup right I, I yeah no uh you have mystique like uploaded you know dark beast's dna to the hank mccoy file or something like that right i or sinister did it or sinister maybe did some, it. i mean maybe something with whatever's going on with sinister can, i don't i don't know but like i sincerely believe and hope that Ben Percy has something up his sleeve that's going to somehow bring this around. Or maybe he's just like, no, like Beast is not redeemable. I'm so sick of that. Like, of like of, just people not being redeemable. Yeah, uh, that in general, but also the fact that like Marvel has this whole approach where they're like, and, and maybe it's not Marvel as a company because obviously they don't make their decisions because it's like not a living being. But like at Marvel, you'll notice that they like everyone always complains like nothing ever changes. Everything's always the same. And it's like, yeah, but also like, there are some changes that have been in place and for no reason have been upheld. You know, like no one asked for Ben Riley to be a bad guy, mm-hmm. but they did it anyway. Yeah. And like no one asked for Kane to die and yet he still is. And like yeah. no one asked for Beast to be a piece of shit and yet he's even get and like people are having fun on the creative level seeing just how bad they can and make that, him. And that's really what it is. Like we're to a point now because it's like I know it's been like this for a while. Like he has been not the best for no. a bit. And um it, it just feel like in this book, in this like in X Force, they've been pushing the envelope on how villainous yes, Beast he can, can be. be, right? Like it, it's to a point where I'm like, even if you fix him, unless you literally say it wasn't him, it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. for people to trust him. Yeah. For for not only like characters within the world of, of X-Men or in and Marvel, but fans yeah to trust beast again and if you're a person who is coming from 
beast from the animated series right if you if yeah if you're a new reader you probably don't know the beast is a piece of shit who should not be emulated or or enjoyed right and i'm not saying he needs to be like completely like 180 right or like that he needs to be like you know a pacifist and and all of that like, right yeah no there, there is some ground in between that and where he is today but where he is today it is it's it's he is down a dark path yeah so i don't know yeah i know it's horrible so like i said like but I, how's the book is it good i mean i do like it and I, and I think i will stick to this book because like there i I really do hope that there is an issue in which it's just like we're that we're dealing with beast. Yeah. And I and I right, want like to and I want to be there for that. <laughs> I want to be there for that. And all I can hope is that it doesn't get canceled. Right. Because that's always a concern with some of the Krakoan books is that like the sales won't be doing well enough. I think no, X Force does it. pretty okay. I'm sure for it us does. to not be concerned about it. It's not like it's happening in a Hellions book or Well, it's hard to tell like what is an essential X-Men book at this point, besides X-Men. Maybe immortal X-Men. But even then it's like so on the fringe because it's like it's not about Krakoa, the X-Men or anything. It's like, it's over there. It's I feel like stuff. It, sometimes it feels like, and I know it's, this is not true at all because I know that many of the writers over there are like working together and keeping it afloat. But sometimes it does feel like Gillen's the only one who's like, guys, we got to pay attention to like what came before. We got to pay attention to what we were doing originally. Yeah. And they're like, and, no, we're having fun. And I don't think that that's true. If I wanted 100%. to do that, we would, Apocalypse would be back. Right. <laughs> I just, but it does, it feels like that. Yeah. So. No, it does. Uh, Corey McGivney says uh, red claws, but not hot claws. That's what I'm saying, right? Accurate. No, they're no, just red. Give them hot claws. Just, they're just red. Yeah. You weird. know what he could do? Like if Kushala jumped on Wolverine, like he she was being given a piggyback ride, mm -hmm. would that turn Wolverine into a fiery, flamey skeleton with hot claws? I would hope. Fire claws. Fire claws? In that case. Yeah. Yeah. M&M says in the latest Wolverine beast also killed Wolverine presumably resurrected him without his memories and is now using him as a mindless puppet. Oh, I miss I, I, I dropped out on Wolverine for a minute. Which so. understandably so, as you can imagine, based on what just happened in Wolverine. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. But listen, I read uh, Human read? Target book yeah. nine from Tom King and Greg Smallwood. I also read issue eight, but we didn't really talk about it. So I got to go back and reread or I got to read issue eight and then read issue nine. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad I did because issue eight just just tore through like issue eight was like oh no i can't believe i would have to wait this long for issue nine and then issue nine came out and yes this cover is fantastic it is um, but every cover is is fantastic and it's frustrating that it had to be batman for people to recognize it but uh this is one of the best books coming out from dc obviously i would also say that, that it's not just the fact that it is batman it's, no but like it's it's just it's a hitchcock movie like look really at that well yeah uh this is an issue uh, uh this is an issue that like has been a long time coming. Um, a, it's set during the JLI period. B, Batman was in that JLI period. C, uh, we're dealing with JLI characters. Obviously, um, Chance is sleeping with Ice, and he's in love with her, and he's going to die. And you know, he's, he's he's trying to track down the mystery of like who poisoned him, and it, you know, in the attempt to kill Luther, uh, he's got twelve days to live. We're on day, we got four days left. Mm -hmm. Ticking time, uh, ticking clock, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, during that time, uh, Guy Gardner showed up. He was an asshole. Uh, he like gave uh, what? Yeah, if you can believe it, <laughs> he gave Chris a hard time, and uh, Fire and Chance killed him, presumably. And everyone on the internet was like, "Man, Tom King doesn't ever write comics." Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Listen, I've been part of that mob myself, but like, this is a retcon book that takes place in the past. That's about JLI. They didn't kill Guy Gardner, and people were still upset about it." And then the last issue was like, 
they they're gonna they're gonna find me because like uh rocket red shows up and he beats the shit out of chris to like get information because he's like i know where i i I know that guy is missing where is he and he's like you know he doesn't tell him but he's like i killed guy and we buried him and (laughs) we got rid of him um and uh so that's a fun issue it's really cool but it's very quick and nothing really happens but um it's all about the journey in this issue chance and ice are on the run though ice doesn't know it like he's just driving into the middle of the desert and batman is never mentioned until the end i think like there's no name batman in it Mm -hmm. but the like this cover is actually perfect for this issue because it's about chance thinking that batman is hunting him right yeah and the entire issue is him being like is he over here is he over there is he behind me he could check he knows everything i know like he knows that he's better than me at this this is this it's it's the shadow of the bat yeah cast over this book where it's like if batman figures out what i'm doing like he will come for me and he's probably already here mm. and so that was really really cool to have batman in on every page of this book and not appear at all batman is not in this issue that's great and at the end of the issue, Batman does not come. There's no point in him feeling that way because he knows Batman's already outthought him because Guy Gardner is not dead. Yeah. Like he's like, Batman is coming for me because he believes mm-hmm. that because I killed a member of the Justice League. And then when he doesn't come, he's like, because he knows I, I didn't kill him. Like, so Batman would be here if he hadn't already outthought me. Like, ah, oh, it's a really, really great issue. It's a, uh, and it's, it's emblematic of the whole series, which is just such a treat. And it's such a worthwhile endeavor to, to read this book. Don't start with issue nine, start yeah, with issue one. Do not do that. No, but just read the whole book. It's so worth reading. It's such a great series. Awesome. Nice. I love it. Yep. Want to talk about uh, X-Men? Why not? Yeah. X-Men the 17. I X-Men haven't get a 17. chance to read this. That's, that's Jerry Duggan. Yeah. We're, we're back in the, we're dealing with the vault. All like, right. Yeah. 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 It was like, Oh no. Mara's alive. Yes, yes, and she, yes. I saw a page out of context from this. Okay. <laughs> the page out of context are great, but they also ruin everything. They do. Completely ruin everything. Yeah, I think it's from the beginning, though. Um, This is literally um, just Forge's journey in... In the vault. Yeah, while he's in the vault. Like, he finds her, and he's like, okay. And, you know, he's got, like, part of Caliban on him. Right. And he has, like, basically stolen Caliban DNA and part of Mystique's powers as well. Yes. In order to allow him in there. And he's being protected from the time, like, storm that exists in there. Mm -hmm. So he should be fine when he comes out. He won't feel like he's been in there for years and years and years or anything like that. Like, he'll just come out and be like, okay, I'm good. Cool. Um, But basically, he's like, okay, so, oops, (laughs) that's not who we wanted we have to leave and caliban's like no we should help her like we need to get her out of here he's like that's not the mission mm-hmm. also like i thought that i thought that they the five had only brought back one mutant by mistake not two so right that's a problem that's that is a problem so i'm just gonna not deal with that and mm-hmm. i'm gonna leave <laughs> that's fine because it's time for a fight um <laughs> the the entity who had been following them catches up with them and yep. uh it's seraphina one of the children of the vault. Right. And uh, of course she looks different. Um, yep. But she still has her like stripey like thingies okay. going on there. But there, there has like, they, you know, she obviously has the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Forge tries to beat her back. She, he has like, yeah, he's got claws, like, energy. Kind of things. He tries to, you know, fight with her that way. She gives him a good arrow to the 
whatever sternum. this area is. You know, Sturm's here. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not doing well. No. Um, but he's like Caliban's like, let me let me talk to her about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he essentially talks her down that like he's like, you know, we we she's like, I have to ask you a question. At the end of the day, like after Caliban talks her down by talking about how like the X Men like do the right thing, that kind of thing. Right. She um. Because I think they freed her at one point. She's yeah. like, I don't understand why you did that. And he's like, because the X-Men do good things. So. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, all right, I'm going to ask you questions. And if you answer me truthfully, then you can live. And if you lie to me, then I'll kill you. Okay. So she's like, did you build that thing outside? The mm. vault, the, the trap, basically. Ah. And Forge is like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely I definitely did that. And he's like, why? Or she's like, why? And he's like, the, the alternative was war. She's like, what else? Like, what's your ulterior motive? And he's like, because I wanted to see what would happen. She's like, okay. <laughs> and she lets him leave. Cool. And and she's like, he's like, but why? And she's like, because I want to see what happens. Oh. And then Forge gets like hit in the neck with like cables of some kind. You're like, what the hell is happening? And he wakes up in this like crazy utopian version of Krakoa. And he's like, this is exactly what I thought Krakoa would be like. That's what it looks like in my mind. This oh. is what it was. And you're like, oh no. So we're, we're seeing a dream. Yeah. Right? So Caliban's like on the outside. He's like, hey, Forge. Right, wake up. Hello. <laughs> And that's when Darwin shows up and he's like, hey. Mm. So like Darwin was caught. And essentially what the five did to him was they just did live autopsies on him over and over again because it's like, what is Darwin's power? It's to survive. Yeah. And so he just survived through everything. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it was horrible. And so what eventually um, Forge pieces together is that he managed to like allow them to connect him to something which let him just upload his body like he basically let his body go and he's just all code now okay like he doesn't exist anymore right and forge is like well then let's get you out of here like, right well, and he's like no actually like once i got rid of the body i'm better like, the time in here wasn't so bad and i'm hmm. fascinated by it and i want to learn more oh and like i'll let you know when that's, i want to leave that's awesome and could have huge ramifications and might right like if somebody takes that and runs with it right like do you mean to tell me a mutant becomes code what if they like release darwin into the into into space and he becomes a phalanx right what if he's the reason why they're coming but like he'll be in the vault yeah until the vault system fails and the the vault system outside will fail if krakoa fails apparently and i'm like okay "Hmm, we gonna reset this whole thing like what are we gonna do with this i don't know I love these image though of him fading away. I love um, how much they played around with it, where like he becomes butterflies, and I love the panel of him like the last part of butterflies because like little butterflies on the edge of the panel yeah. eke in. It, it just looks so good. Yeah. Uh, Forge comes back to reality, and he's like, "Okay, we have to leave. <laughs> We're not going to get Darwin." But what he does do is he has his suit transform to carry Laura. Okay. So they put her in there, and they come out, and like at the beginning of the book, Gene called sink and was like hey you got to get over here right and he's like all right if, if they're calling me they know how much i didn't want to go there there must be something wrong and he's like what's up who where's where's everybody where's havoc what's what's going on <laughs> like no, no no it's cool and he's like then why the hell did you call me and they just part and there she is yeah and it's like and cyclops is like she might need a minute man and she just runs to him and kisses him and i'm yeah. like oh what a nice happy ending and then they explode what no they don't explode <laughs> no just saying because they, you can't be happy here. No, you can't be happy. No, Forge does burn the suit, which I was like, what? Wasn't part of it alive? Okay, cool. <laughs> he goes back to, um, to Krakoa, goes to the bar. He meets up with the actual Caliban. He's like, hey, man, I have a question for you. Like, if I needed your like abilities or your bio, anything Would you like, be cool? to help people, would that be cool with you? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, then I have to tell you a story and I have to apologize to you. <laughs> 
So then right at the end, y'all, if you didn't read that info dump right at the end, that that was that was a key little piece of information because when Forge gets back, they download his brain, obviously, to Cerebro to do a backup so yes. they have everything that Forge just learned. And like Forge's backups tend to be a little bit larger on average anyway, just because of the nature of Forge's brain. And when they download this, it is abnormally large. They say it's Zeta bytes. Hmm. Like Darwin's. In like there. something came back with him. Yeah. And then they did a second backup and it's gone. Hmm. Oh, like that. The, the, the extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> so I really, I really kind of dig where this is going. Um, obviously, we're we're dealing with you know some stuff from the past, dealing with like the, the children of the vault. We kind of put a bandaid on that one. Mm -hmm. Didn't really fix it. Yeah, it's just it, that's a an ever looming presence for Good. the X Men. Um, but I really like the fact that we now have like they're calling Laura Alpha. Yeah, or Wolverine Alpha. Right. So I don't know how that's going to end up, but I don't know. you know. It's kind of nice that for right now, at least Sink got a little bit of a happy ending. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's something really sweet there. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'd like to see what Laura has to say about it. Oh, yeah. Nuber375, should I wait for the hard, uh, the human target trade or can I catch up? Uh, you, there was actually a six issue trade or hardcover that came out. Don't give DC your money for that because that's bullshit. That's a doomsday clock decision. What you need to do is just go back because here's the thing. Human target did not sell like hotcakes. So you can go back and just pick up the first nine issues for you and target for either cover price or less issue one sometimes can be a little difficult to find though for yeah, a lot you can of find books. reprints of it though. yeah you might be fun to reprint of it yeah. uh spoon lolo to uh watching you guys from jolly old england on my way home from a night shift thanks for keeping me company well cheers uh, cheers to you thanks for hanging out man no seriously thank you an elephant says this is gonna get worse before it gets better if you're talking about x-men he is yes and he won't forget it there's <laughs> an elephant and hayden hamilton thank you very much for your support appreciate that very much so let's talk about this dr strange fall yeah. sunrise dr strange fall sunrise number one written by trad Moore, drawn by trad Moore, and colored by heather Moore. um okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where this stands in terms of any sort of continuity and i don't care but let me tell you something right now if you love Trad Moore's work, you're probably gonna like this. Now that said, the coloring in it is quite a bit different. It's a lot flatter, but I gotta, I gotta tell you, like as I went through it, I got more used to it. Right? Um, this one's out there. I gotta tell you, and I, and I kind of love it for that. Like, so if you were one of the few who were able to get your hands on something like Indishambala, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like that. It like it's that kind of out there. Nice, it's still very different, but like where you're gonna like read it and then you're gonna be like wait, go back and <laughs> relook at the panels and you discover new information from the oh. panels. Um, it is a little trippy for sure, and because of that, obviously, it has um some like Ditko influence there. Naturally. There's a lot of influences all over the place. You know, it's like Dimatteis influence in terms of like that level of like, it's like a psychedelicness. Well, yeah. Or that like take on magic mm. uh, for psychedelicness. I'd go with Ditko there. There's definitely some manga uh, influences influence. in there. Um, cool. it, it is, it is trippy and it's it is time. Yeah, you no, know, it really is. It, and this is a version of Dr. Strange. I've never seen the sort of design for him. It is classic and completely like I've never seen him before. Yeah. Like it is the classic suit. There it is. But he's got a very different look to his hair, um, to his face, the whole thing. But that's just more style. 
And honestly, there's nothing wrong with it. And, and, and I don't actually care if this is in continuity or not mm -hmm. because it's Doctor Strange. So unless he dies at the end of this, which part of this is actually him like wondering, like, am I die? Did I die? He's like, no, I didn't. Okay. We've got <laughs> to figure out where he is and what he's going, where he is, what the journey is that he's on and why he's there. Yeah. Um, I really like this journey so far. And it's told like with like chapter one kind of thing and Ooh. then chapter two. And you gotta you just gotta look at it it's just like that's really what it is it is it is a visually pleasing book it is definitely 100 a comic in terms of the fact that like it embraces the medium good uh, since you have an artist who's also writing it there's a lot there's often times in which onomatopoeia is inserted directly into the artwork mm -hmm. um there's a lot of stuff going on in the backgrounds of panels it's it's just it's something i think i didn't realize how much i was craving until i actually got my hands on it just to have this sort of really out there like you know ditko looking dimateus you know for me inspired style writing i'm thinking again directly of into shambhala where sure. you're, you're reading that and you're like what is going on yeah ah, that's what this is and i really am looking forward to the next issue of it if you missed it because again it's doctor strange i get it and since technically the there is a strange book going on and he's dead in that this could have happened in the past yeah. i don't know like i said like it's just it's just classic feeling strange <laughs> while being something entirely new so if you like trad more or you like dr strange even if you 100 percent don't fathom every single thing that's happening on the page i don't think we're meant to mm. necessarily i mean you can pour over it and maybe the more that we the story goes on and, and we understand um his overall vision for yeah. the book it'll start to make sense. But if not, I take it also as the idea that we're in this mystical realm that the average person, we wouldn't understand what's necessarily happening. Probably not. We're not meant to. And, and I, I kind of like it, but it's, it's artistic and it's fun. And I, I just, yeah, I'm here for it. Yay. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. And hopefully this will get an oversized, like, um, so silver silver black did, but typically any book that I want an oversized in doesn't happen. So. No, we got silver silver black. That was as close as we could get. <laughs> Uh, by the way, the elephant reiterates that it's, um, you know, it was the chief Wiggum quote. Thank you very much. Yep. That was funny. Yes. I love that scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, so let's talk about amazing Spider-Man number 14, uh, the prelude or beginning of dark web, the massive Spider-Man and X-Men event that is coming from Marvel comics. Look at that cover. Yay. Uh, yeah. So, um, I heard about this only because, uh, well, obviously I saw the cover for it, but uh, mm -hmm. somebody reached out to me. Um, a colleague of mine was like, hey, have you ready yet? And I'm like, no. And he's like, oof. And so I'm like, all right, well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's written by Zeb Wells, the art by Michael Dowling, Kyle Holtz, Terry Dodson, and Ryan Stegman. Interesting. Yep. But it looks like there is reason for it. Yeah, well, no. Um, it's it's just kind of like different chapters, I guess. Yeah, and I think they do at least break it up by seasons. Like, we talk about, like, what Ben has been doing mm -hmm. during the Spider-Man books. Right, And also right. handles a couple of, like, the Spider-Man plot lines that Zeb set up. You know, like, where did Ben go after he, like, became Chasm and lost his memories? But, like, kind of remembers Jeannie, but, like, doesn't know why he loves her. Jeannie finally finds him, and they team up. And he's like, yeah, I've got some bad, I'm going to do some bad things. Mwahaha. So she tries to leave. She, like, goes to the Grand Central to, like, just leave. Mm -hmm. And uh, she is a wanted criminal because, like, she killed 
I think her father like a hundred years ago. And so everyone's like, Oh, there's a dangerous woman. So they try to catch her and she kicks their ass and runs away. Uh, she returns to Ben and she's like, I've got no future. It's just you and me ride or die, baby. I am a, I am a chasm character now. So, uh, uh, Ben goes to like where Peter Parker lives to give him a hard time. And we are reintroduced to the like money collector guy, the debt collector that goes and gives Peter a hard time. And, uh, you know, Ben gives, you know, gives him a hard time too. Uh, and so Ben, like Ben procures a piece of flesh that belongs to someone. Of course, that's setting it up. I don't know who I, I didn't, I didn't think about it too much. I couldn't, care less uh-huh. about like whose flesh it is but they're using it to try and like it looks like a dorito it does but uh yeah they're trying to figure out like it, it's decades old i had a theory for it and i forgot what it was but uh like immediately i was like oh it could be this i, I don't remember and it went away you're like nah yeah it just my brain was like don't think about that who cares uh but he's got this like portal that takes him to limbo and so he uses it and he goes there and he bumps into madeline who's the lord of limbo and has forced all the demons in limbo to uh use uh, to give her a hard time for being a clone they like yell you know anti-clone rhetoric at her and she notices that one of the demons yells the clone like you know mean comments at Mm -hmm. someone else and so uh it's it's ben because he's there and the two of them like that is to say ben and madeline like meet up and they talk about how mean the demons are and how like the demons like basically there's a a horde of demons that were following ben because he's like a fake thing and they were following madeline when they meet they're both like on the same page he's like oh we got to get these demons together but it turns out that like uh, demons that um demons that agree will like argue and fight like basically if like you find too many people like familiarity breeds like you know violence okay so the demons slaughter each other and uh madeline reveals this tree that bears fruit that if you eat the fruit it makes you do things and blah blah so then ben brings madeline to his place and they have dinner that's two redheads and ben having dinner talking about their plan yeah no madeline suggests that like maybe they should hook up and he's like oh no you don't (laughs) actually i think he's like you're not gonna flirt with me are you and she's like oh no i know better than to than to do that whatever um so then madeline is like hey genie how come you're such a a grumpy puss and she's like because uh batman always introduces new characters and nobody introduced a new character in this book we need more new characters here i need an action figure sure so madeline's like no problem here's an action figure so she steals the uh she steals the finger of sim the demon yeah and uses it to transform madeline into a uh a goblin oh madeline does it to genie i'm sorry so madeline turns genie into a goblin Uh uh-huh and she's a goblin who wears many masks because she has many different identities okay. that she used to like hide from the law. And that I guess one of a, them's Frankenstein. Yeah, there's like a witch and a ghost and a Frankenstein. Oh it, wow, they really are that. Yeah, okay. it really is dumb. Because she is Hallow's Eve. Okay. And so I and I'm assuming that what's gonna happen is like the different masks she wears will give her different power sets. Okay. And I'm like, wow. What kind of gimmick is that? I don't anyway. know. That's, that's I buy that. Oh yeah, I buy it. I just think it's really dumb. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Hallow's Eve is now born. Um, ben 
won't stop like going to Peter's place and looking at his house or his apartment, giving him a hard time, Mm -hmm. not even giving him a hard time. Because he's the watcher. Right. So uh, the debt collector like recognizes Ben. He's like, I know what you look like. You're Peter Parker and I'm going to get my money. So then uh, Ben beats the living shit out of the debt collector and drags him to limbo. And then uh, they uh, force him to eat the fruit of the tree that mm-hmm. maybe was set up in the hell, the Hellions book. I don't know. I didn't read it, but uh, new he, the new mutants book. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, he eats this, this fruit and it turns him into like energy and, it makes his soul pop out and then Madeline takes his soul and she like, she takes a little bit like a hit off of it. And it like, basically this is what she's going to do to Peter. Like we're going to trade enemies because Madeline wants her life back. Like she wants revenge on Cyclops. What? And Jean Grey. Because like really, you know, Madeline had a life and a, and a, a child with Cyclops and then just like it all went away when she was revealed to be a clone. So that's what I want. So what she's going to do is she's like, okay, so then okay, we're... that that does line up with her rejecting havoc. Like, right. Like he, all he wanted, well, I could move on it, and it was, be, it was because of him that she was brought back at all. And yeah. then she was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Actually. Thanks. No, right. thanks. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm going to, we're going to get Peter Parker and we're going to bring him down here. We're going to make him eat from the tree and then he'll, his soul will pop out. And then Ben, you'll eat his soul or snort it or whatever you do with it. And then you'll get your memories back and you'll be the one true Peter Parker. So it's like the clone saga again, only with more demons in it. And like, this is the implication, like, cause there's a big, like, you know, like reverse image where they both look into this cauldron and uh-huh. they see what they truly desire, which is like Peter being like torn apart by like vines and uh, Madeline remembering being Marvel girl and having a baby. Uh-huh. And so that's the plan. And that's the, the issue is just like, here's like, People are people are wondering what the hell this is going to be about and what this is going to be and who's who's doing what and right. why. So, so here you go. So, OK, admittedly, I don't hate this, but I do understand people not liking it because what this reminds me of is like old X-Men drama. Yeah, big time. Which is kind of weird. Right. In your Spider-Man book. Yes, it is weird in your Spider-Man book, but also Spider-Man should be choked with drama. So. If it's not going to be an X-Men, I guess it'll be in the Spider-Man book. Right. Now, will she be, does she want the kid back because she feels bad about what she did? The kid doesn't come up. Okay. It's just that, like, we we see it visually. Like, so we don't know if she really wants, like, Cable or whatever, (laughs) or Strife or whoever, whichever kid she had. But, uh, you know, I, I think that the implication is it's just like, we've both, we're both clones who had shit stolen from us by our counterparts and that's not cool Mm -hmm. now it seemed like at the so admittedly in new mutants it seemed like she had some growth but it was all like it was you you couldn't tell yeah you but honestly the way it was written you couldn't tell if like it was was genuine or or if it's just madeline being madeline right well it turns out it was madeline being madeline she's full of shit uh but yeah uh that's that and so it's like if you are tasked with doing an event about clones, Madeline and Ben getting together is like a genius move. Like on paper, I love the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only problem is, of course, like you'd have to make Ben a bad guy and you have to make Madeline have no growth. And you have to like ignore all the decades of like anything happening. Cause like you just had Inferno. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, that's what's weird. You know, like you can't you can't call it Inferno. We can call it Dark Web. Well, it's also it's supposed to be more of a Spider-Man event than it is an X-Men event. So it wouldn't make sense to call it Inferno because. No, no, no. So it'll be more Spider-centric, but like Maddie will. But it has the drama. Yes, of, of X-Men. Mm. And uh, I mean, I didn't like I didn't loathe it. Yeah. But I also like don't. I quit Spider-Man because of clones. Um, I only got back in for like a little while to watch Ben die. <laughs> I was like, this, this you super needs to go away. Right. And then I watched him die and fall off a building and crumble to dust. And I was like, there he goes. Good. And I picked up like other books here and there. And it wasn't until Straczynski that I got back into Spider-Man again. Um, so this, I mean, like I, I caution you that like, you know, clones, as, as I think we talked about on our, on our back issues shows, like co- clones are uh, hubris. Mm-hmm. It's what like a creator does when they think they can't do any wrong or they, they think that they can like prove themselves by being like, well, I can make the clones work. Right. And I'm like, what you'll more, more likely do is break the book. Um, Cause I don't care about like where Peter, Peter has nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care. Plus like there was an entire arc with like where Peter is, killed thousands of times mm-hmm. by centipedes which and then they had the audacity to remind you of the centipedes by having the reflection be him surrounded by centipedes and i'm like dude got killed by kindred like 400 times like i i don't, I don't know what more you could take from him right no one cares about him no one likes him he has nobody in his life you know he's he's sleeping with black cat kind of i guess sometimes mm-hmm. maybe and aunt may is talking to him again like there's nothing left yeah you know you've just you you've, you haven't given him anything to take away to make me sad you know if this was if it was the spencer run and like mary jane and peter got back together and things are looking up and like you know he's making money again and then you do this it's like oh i'm i'm concerned right but now i'm like i hope you get him like i really do i hope he kills peter and like takes it like eat eat a soul wrap it up because you know why if ben wins and he and peter goes like to limbo and his soul is eaten by ben peter go to hell and mephisto will get him and then we have to address that and they won't because they didn't. Right. You know, because instead they retconned that like Mephisto made a deal with Norman Osborne for Harry Potter, for Harry Osborne's soul. You know, like we've already done all the Mephisto we can do. So at this point, or maybe what will happen is they'll, uh, he'll, oh, I got it. Ben will eat the, Ben will make eat Peter eat the thing and Peter will eat the thing. And then Ben will snort his soul and he'll be like, oh, your soul is corrupted because of your deal with Mephisto. Like what happened? Yeah. You know? It's him, oh no! And then can then Ben become something else? Or, like a demon chasm. Or maybe somehow it'll get messed up and he'll only eat the deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he and Jeannie. And then he and Jeannie can't be together yeah. ever again. Which nobody which I'm yeah, sure. If he eats the soul, does he take on the deal? I think he just remember Yeah, right? Because I don't know. That'd be interesting. They won't do it, but I but I would love to see that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's you know it, it's not like the worst Spider-Man comic I've ever read. You know what I mean? It's not like oh my god, like I, you know they've ruined Spider-Man. It's right. just kind of like okay, I see the deal, I see what's going on. God, don't let it run too long. You know what I mean? Like don't overstay your welcome. Like yeah. just do whatever. Okay. But uh, you know, I don't recommend it, but like it, it exists. 
Uh, Dante Cook, I took your advice on one to five dollar bins at comic events and found all three books of Legends of the World's Finest by Walter Simonson. Wasn't looking for it, but I love the art in it. Happy holidays. That's great to that hear. That is great. Love that. Yes. Congratulations on finding a terrific series. Uh, GRK Pectus, uh, have you seen the posters for animated Disney's Iwaju movie? It's original story, but inspired by Wakanda's futurism and some cyberpunk, too. Haven't seen any posters for that. Nope. Haven't heard of it in any way. So I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Hamilton, how, how are y'all reading Junkyard Joe? Thank you for your content. It inspired me to start a comics podcast for my college, and it's always true. Pick me up. Hey. Great to hear. Congratulations. That's and awesome. no. No. Sorry. Yeah. Unfortunately, this makes you my competitor. What? So I have to destroy you. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm kidding. But uh, all right. Let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, the Christmas special. Yeah, we saw uh, it. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on Disney+. Plus. We saw it. It was made by James Gunn. Stars the entire cast. Uh, if you're looking for a non-spoiler review, it's cute. It's fun. It's worth watching. Yeah. You? Yeah. No, that's it's I, I didn't know what to expect from it. But by the end of it, I was like. I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. I had heard that Gunn wanted to make this like an homage to the Star Wars Christmas special yep. or holiday special. Mm -hmm. I don't think it really did that. No, I think it did it in a very smart, safe way. Cause there were definitely, like, there was like the animation part. I was like, yeah, it's that style of like kind of crummy animation. It was like, very crummy. That was rotoscope. It, it looked, it looked more like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But it didn't style. make me think of the holiday. Like the Star See, Wars that holiday didn't make special. me, it made me think of what if. So I was like, Oh, no, like, it, it made me, me think it was lazy. No, it made me think of that a hundred percent. That's so fair I, though. Like, but I'm not probably as jaded as you. <laughs> <laughs> no, or as cynical. I'm just a miserable person who hates everything. Um, but you yeah, know, I, I didn't. They had like obviously there's music in there. There's music was great. Guess necessarily. Yeah, it wasn't like a like a chalk. It wasn't like Art Carney and no. It it just the Arthur. It had like the like what the Star Wars holiday special could have been kind of thing. Yeah, sort of. I don't know. I, I thought it, it like did the homage just enough. Yes, yes. I was just like I really don't need a one for I one. I feel like it could have opened with like a 14 minute long scene of Groot on his home world talking to Groots. I'm so glad you're not in charge of that. Over no, there. I would not have done that. <laughs> but uh, but I would have thought about it like hard. Yes, because it's such a it's such a reference. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I also enjoyed it. The original music's great. Uh, the story is fun. Mm -hmm. You could clearly see them like saving money. In sure. every way, I don't, I don't. Yeah, that's fine. They Which did I was it. like, yeah, it was fun. Yep. Um, I thought the actors clear were having a good time. They they got a chance to maybe do some different things with their characters that they don't typically get to do with the main movies. I wouldn't have time to uh, like to really address mm -hmm. you or know, deal with. You get like instead of having like you know Star Lord and Gamora, who you know obviously not like, yep there. Um, but like instead of like them who've been like the forefront of the other Guardians movie, yeah, you get a chance for like. Drax and Mantis to really be the stars of the absolutely the show, which is really um, fun. Which to I say. think is good for them, obviously because Drax clearly uh, Batista is not looking to continue these for too much longer. That's right. He wants to leave when Gun leaves, which is fine by everybody. Drax yeah. is actually one of the few characters you can do that with. Oh yeah, where you can kill him and then reanimate him and have a new body, and exactly. that'd be fine with me exactly. if they want to do that, which I doubt they will. Yeah, Marvel Marvel Studios is like, no, if we kill them, we're just gonna kill them. Fine, whatever. it's like fine. You can do whatever you want, especially yeah. villains though. But uh, no, I like that Maybe too. We'll make room for uh, what is it? Um, mm -hmm. Not Polaris, but it's a word like that. Quasar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Quasar be great. Um, but yeah, so like you, Wendell get, or Phyla? Yeah, I like Phyla. Um, that's because that's the one, the first one I met. Phyla is the cool one. <laughs> uh, um, the, again, it's the one I met, so I like Phyla. Yeah. 
uh, you know, you got Cosmo in there. Um, Groot's there, but like he's not a big part of it. And I appreciate that. Like Groot's got a little show. Yeah, Groot has his own damn show. And we're not going to do Rocket because that's going to require us to animate. So this was smart, yeah. and I and I think they both did really really well in it. Um, and I think Rocket's going to be a big deal in the third one. Sure. So it's like let let Rocket get out of the way. Yeah. Save the, us some money and also have him like step back. Yeah. The the obviously the MacGuffin is great. Does a great job in it as well. Yeah. Thereafter. Um does progress the storyline a little bit i'd say so sure. i mean like we don't know what i mean like we we got very little you know guardians one and two take place within the same like year or two you know like that's like 2007 yeah and then the only time we ever check in on the guardians is Endgame, mm -hmm. where it's like gamora's dead and they're sad and then it's thor love and thunder where mm -hmm. it's like they're doing something weird looking yeah but nothing special. Like they're just having fights. And then this one is like, they bought nowhere. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. They did something there. They're, 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 you know, settled down a little bit. Yeah. I they suppose. are more settled. Yeah. Uh, we also get a little more character development for Mantis. Yes. But not just development and character, but also development and powers. We got to see her do stuff. Yep. I liked her jumping and her, like you, you observed. <laughs> she, she moves like a praying Mantis a little bit. I was yeah. like, ah, yeah, her scaling the walls is like, Oh shit. Yeah. She's scary yeah also her coming into her own like because she's alone or she's she's not alone anymore she's not with like ego mm -hmm. like she was able to like assert herself and like have find her voice and that's fun to see yeah absolutely um yeah it, it was just it was just fun silly yeah they everybody did a good job and like if you go into it just feel like just we're just we're just watching like that's literally how we went into it and i was like yeah yeah i'm digging this yeah i'm I okay do. with it to be fair, though, you should know something about me. I love holiday specials. Mm. So I was already like, I didn't know much about it, but I was like, oh, let's see what this is going to be. And I'm, I'm usually going to give it a chance. Oh, absolutely. No matter what, just because it is a holiday special. Right. And it was a, it, I think it earned a place as like a holiday special mm -hmm. and also as like a Marvel special presentation. Like mm -hmm. it worked in both regards. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we also get one other fun like reveal in this for mantis oh yeah yeah which i i heard is was a deleted scene in guardians 2 or something like that mm. so they were able to like give it more time and flesh it out in a really profound way which right. i thought was really nice I really, I, yeah actually there was some heart to this yes it's a little like uh you know it, it got me yeah it definitely got me uh near the end i was like oh right like just very very sweet the whole thing yep um especially even with the um because we do get a little bit of a flashback to uh michael worker's character yes without him and being having to be there maybe maybe that was part of it too they're like we're gonna i think this. he was rotoscoped i think because he looked like heavier and older i was yeah. like no that really is michael Rooker. That, could, that could definitely be but also that way he didn't have to put the makeup let's we'll put the makeup on we'll yeah, put the fan sure on. Like, that's fine with me yeah um <laughs> yeah totally they, you know you forget how much yondu is like he's just a great character yes and you know with him not being present in endgame and such it was like you know yeah but um but he's not there for that no no um <laughs> but it was nice to have like that like beginning where it's like yeah that's the yondu we remember and then at the end it's like yeah that, no, that's really what yeah it's like <laughs> that little like final section with yes. that and that got me too i was mm -hmm. like that was well done absolutely just a little progression of their relationship relationship but yep. made total sense totally worth it so check out guardians of the galaxy the holiday special it's really cool mm -hmm. and uh and 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 genuine and heartfelt and like you know just overall check it out yeah it works 100 percent. and if you like you know drax's little one-liners oh you're gonna like this <laughs> i want that little man <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Uh, so let's recommend some comics that come out this week, yes. tomorrow and Wednesday that you can check out. Uh, I'm going to check out Nightwing number or Nightwing 2022 annual. Uh, I, I miss the numbering of annuals. I hate that they call them the year, but it makes sense. But it's still, it's written by Tom Taylor, or by C.S. Pacat and Inaki Miranda. Uh, I, I'm sure it's just going to continue the story. Uh, to that end, Detective Comics number 2022 annual. Uh, again, Rom V, Raphael Albuquerque, Christopher Mitten, Hayden Sherman. Uh, I, I'm excited for this because like, I don't know. Uh, I know that like I need to read this. Yeah, well, it, it's it, it's a flashback book that will That's establish who this. Saying. Yeah, because there's yeah, I forgot about the werewolf reveal. Well, it's not just that. It's the fact that I like when you take things that you know and you kind of make it another thing. And yeah. while it's not going to be a one for one, mm-hmm. I think it'll be similar. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's all that I'm picking up next week or this week. Okay. I will give a shout out if again on the holiday train, I, I believe the, um, you know how DC does an 80 page Christmas or holiday that's coming book? out. Is it really? Yeah. I think it's, it's the one that's called grifter got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> grifter. <laughs> it's not just about grifter. good old grifter, but you know, how they do like those like holiday compilation so it's you know bigger price tag but it's 80 pages up to you if you want to grab that cool um but i will be picking up strange number eight written by jed mckay with art by stefano landini yay more of the blasphemy cartel and Mm. yeah i i how long are we gonna do this (laughs) but i'm whatever it's fine yeah Mm -hmm. exterminators number three is coming out written by leah williams with art by carlos gomez i'm gonna grab that as well i really like the last issue more than the first issue so Mm -hmm. let's see if the third issue continues the trend of me liking it more than the last one uh strange academy finals number two is coming out uh written by scotty young with humberto ramos obviously this book is growing up with the characters a little bit so still digging it though Mm -hmm. uh there is a a independent book uh, i had recommended couple like a month back i guess or so yes. uh briar number two is coming out written by christopher Cant- christopher cantwell with art by um jermaine garcia it's kind of a fairy tale like dark sort of story and mm-hmm. i, I want to try to remember to grab that uh, along the same lines of independent books um the approach number two is coming out i really liked this one this one came out in october it was spooky it was horror themed it was you know set in a cold you know, location. Yeah. Something about snow and horror. I'm, I'm there for it. So mm-hmm. now that even we're out of like spooky month for sure, but we're getting into like the cold wintry weather, not quite yet. We can hold that off for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I still get in that mode of like, Ooh, now it's time for winter horror. Yeah. And um, that's written by Jason Hurley with art by Jeremy Hahn. Uh, so I'm going to be grabbing that as well. Sweet. I should also mention, I'm going to try and check out uh Superman Cal L returns special number one. It's written by Mark Wade with, uh, and Marv Wolfman and Sina Grace and Alex Segura. And uh, it's got art by Clayton Henry and Dean Haspiel and Jackson Herbert and Max Rayner. Uh, so that'll be fun to see. I don't know. We'll, we'll check that out as well. Or at least I'm going to try. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked, uh, Hayden said, uh, oh no, that wasn't uh, Hayden's question. Somebody asked if I was going to, if I had a chance to read Wildcats and I did not yet. Uh, it was a long weekend, Wildcats. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I will try and read it soon. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Hayden Hamilton says, where, how can I read the comics you've written? I don't like to do that too much because I don't like to promote myself. I don't want to pretend like this is actually what I'm, u- I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a phony YouTuber. <laughs> uh, but you can check out Garth Kirby and the Cookbook of the Gods, probably on Comixology, if it is there. If it isn't, there's nothing you can do to find it. Uh, otherwise, you can go to flightofthebinturong.com and check out my space adventure webcomic. Uh, I've also written a series of other books called Horseman and Sestra and, uh, you know, other things. Um, but those are all, those are those are gone. Those are, those are wiped clean by the wrath of God. And so uh, you can check those out. 
where they are. I don't know. Otherwise, uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and supporting us with your super chats, with your watching the show, your comments and chat. Uh, we are really, really appreciative of it, and we are very lucky to have you all. If you want to support us more directly, you can go to patreon.com slash comicpop or follow Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comicpop to watch her play video games or just follow her on youtube.com at comicpopplays, and you can check out the re-uploads of those streams on YouTube where we may at some point be simultaneously streaming. We'll see. Uh, but otherwise, we want to thank you so much for being here and uh, for your support. Yes. And enjoy your comics. Keep reading. And we'll see you next time. Bye. I'm Sal. Oh, I'm Tiffany. Bye-bye. I said bye first. That's okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs>